Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Uh, not too bad, trying to stay cool in this, this 103 over here. Went to the park this weekend. Uh, did not go to the local bowl races, but I went to the park and, and vet, braved the 100 plus degree weather. How about you? Yeah, no boat races. Went to the art, art in the park early morning. It was a zoo. Um, yep. Everyone else had the same idea. Yeah, saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a while. So that was kind of nice. But uh, yeah, I definitely mowed at like 9 p.m. one night and got it all over with, telling myself it is cooler now because it's dusk than it would be if I woke up at like 6 a.m. Because the sun's come up, it's just gonna be, feel hotter because the sun's in my face. So I'm just glad I got it over with. But it's not really fun when you can't see the lines. It was, I felt I bad. Know. I I did a that's, poor quality job, but I got it. I got it done. That's what I did. I did it. I think I started like eight twenty, and I just started. I got a big yard, and I gotta I gotta get it done. Twenty man. I was gonna say nine thirty is what you're yeah. hoping for. I. I have big, basically, halogen lights in my backyard, and I turned those suckers on. I just mowed the backyard, got the front done first. Oh, see I what mowed, I did? Uh, two, two lawns. Oh, yeah? Yeah, got other the... lawns. Mowed hers. And, uh, there you go. Did that at, like, 9 a.m. So. Nice. I get the uh, headlamp going. But still. That's some... nice I got those big lights in the backyard, so I could, I could shine the whole yard. But yeah, you're right. The lines uh, get a little wonky. Yeah. But I didn't mow last week, so or I did it. Yeah. So I, I was it. It was pretty long. So when I knew I didn't cut it, if I didn't cut it, so yeah. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Get her done. Got it. Got, when it's, it's 105, you gotta do it. Dad responsibilities. Someone's gotta do it. Our kids well, are too lazy to do it. Yeah. That or they really want to, and you're like, um, I kind of want to. We're not gonna talk about. Compete. We're not gonna talk about their ages. That's just an excuse and a, and a number, you know. Like, I don't want to hear. They excuses. know how to use scissors. Start get get yeah. into it. Yeah, Gabe, we can hand you kids scissors. Let's go. You guys use rulers and scissors all the time. I want two inches. Boom. Let's go. Just start trimming. Yep. Right. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Speaking of potential injuries. <laughs> and now they can go Literally. wrong there yeah, <laughs> yeah. impalement go on yeah uh um bryce harper's uh about to come back i guess or not about to come back but he's taking bp and uh could return end of august but the big ones are uh ty france and julio rodriguez decided to double dip both going um i guess julio technically is the only one who went on the aisle ty france is uh hurt but uh, as the time of listening this recording is probably back by now slated to come back this weekend so uh, shouldn't be too big but he did miss some time yeah um julio one was kind of kind of scary in real time i don't think i saw the ty france one but uh george springer is still day-to-day he's been out more than he's been in dealing with the elbow Oh, you know, all the Dodgers are either injured all the or Dodgers. coming back. <laughs> uh, uh, Luis Roberts activated finally. Yeah. But he was also held out. Sort of ill effects of the virus. Oh, 
still still uh, experiencing symptoms. Michael Harris the second, uh, this kind of fantasy this podcast like surprise was scratched, being hit the foot. I don't think anything too. Oh, I didn't know I didn't know Scuba went on the IL. Fifteen day arm fatigue. Maybe that's why he wasn't traded. Right. Yeah, he's he's been a little shaky of recently. I want to say he might have skipped a start a few weeks back or something. So, or just had the same arm fatigue thing. But it's uh, it's it's not great, especially for a young arm. Yeah, and it's kind of having his breakout. Kind of just he was in the middle of it, trade deadline, and then kind of the worst time for the for him and the Tigers, honestly. To have this, um, we got to talk about Chris Bryant going on the aisle again. Um, not fun. Not what any of either of them are, or the only team in the MLB not to make a trade. Uh, the the Colorado Rockies this trade deadline. What was that in a bit? But uh, yeah, not fun for him. And uh, also a little fun little story. Chris, uh, look at Trevor's story. They're looking at his wrist. Found a hairline fracture, shut down so 10 days. Oh, goody. Goody. <laughs> so uh, I see on this update that Rich Hill was, is going to return to the rotation. Uh, he turns out he shouldn't have. I watched Hey-o. the soft part of that game. Uh, should not have. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of wrists, Karoloff. I'm, I'm scared. Um. Both of these guys were looking at the same thing, Max Kepler and Kirilov. I don't like it seems like either one or both are hurt at all times this entire season. Yeah, at least Kepler's kind of just one of those bad luck fractures pinky toe. It's still like it's just like it seems like it's always bad luck with him. It's kind of like the Mitch Hanger thing, like I'll do this, I'll get hit in the area with the ball, or I'll get a single, but I'll I'll shatter my shin while doing it <laughs> like it's just like what is happening like how do these things happen to you it's just like but it's like max clepper's got the mitch hanniger in it like i don't get it here's a positive note freddie peralta he's he's go. pretty much i think he's slated pitch tomorrow i thought i saw uh either tomorrow or the next day i believe yeah yeah there you go oh i think i think tomorrow is Somebody else. I was just actually looking at it, so I might he might be scheduled to start the next day. But yeah, I believe I like within minutes ago I was looking at it. Uh, can't, of course, I closed the tab, but um, uh, yeah, he was activated sixty day today. Okay, it's Woodruff tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, you see, I think believe he's the next day. Um, Lance McCullers is thrown in AAA Sugar Land at Oklahoma City AAA Sugar Land. Nice. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. That's, I would say. Manoa dodged, a, well, yeah. didn't literally dodge it because he took a ball to his elbow, but I think it's mostly on the backside. It's just really tough, yeah. you know, lower triceps. X rays were at negative. I assume this one start, but nothing more than that. Probably as a precaution, or maybe pushing back a couple of days. I don't think he's going to start on his time, but just to give him some time to rest it up. Yeah, they technically had an off day perfect for when he like oh. would have been. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see why you just give him a day. Like, it's obviously probably swollen and stuff. 
that yeah. thing was that was a tough comebacker. Yeah. No, no, no. He's your, he's your young buck. You gotta protect that guy. You gotta protect that guy. Oh yeah. But speaking of young bucks, there's a lot of young bucks getting flippy floppied all over MLB in terms of trades. Flippy floppied is a good is a good term. I like it. Gonna start using it. Stole it. Um. Well, we're gonna. The first one I'm looking at here is not a guy's young. Um. But with Merrifield, people who still roster him, um, traded to Toronto. Do you think I'm gonna ask you this? Do you think? He's where does he bat in Atlanta? High in Atlanta? No, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, that's what I, that's my gut. I've seen people talking like, man, it's gonna be awesome. But like, I would slot him like, yeah, down at the bottom versus the top. I just don't. A two, he, he's not, he's not, he's not he's on base of 300 this year. You can't have that guy lead off, right? Uh, so let's I don't, see what roster resource. Let, yeah. They're smarter than us. Let's just see where they want to slot him. And he's on the bench. So, yeah, seems appropriate. <laughs> that's, honestly, that's probably what I would do. But I assume he's going to get more playing time than not because I don't think a major league team trades for a Whit Merrifield and doesn't play him more than sit him. Right. I'm not saying it's what they should do, but I think that's what they will do. Um, I've, I don't think it'll change his numbers a ton, honestly. So I don't think I don't expect like a big boost to that. Maybe a little bit of runs, but again, it's not going to help him. First, his stance, his style, and his what he's doing isn't going to change. I think he's going to continue the same, basically the same rate. Like hit a little bit better because Toronto is a little bit better atmosphere than Kansas City to hit, but marginally, like nothing worth like freaking out and trading in your league over him. Right. Like I think I think. He stays pat as like a bench player on your team too. I uh, if you're starting with Merrifield, maybe second, you know, second base, I guess, is the only saving grace. But it's kind of like that guy, JT. I don't know if you me, but like I'm almost like we talked about before the podcast, like guys you bench or you guys you could sit on. I'm like, I'm kind of like a guy gets called up and plays second base. I'm like, see what you got. I might start you a couple days if Wit's my guy. Like, I'm willing to gamble and roll with somebody else if like somebody else comes along. I'm not beholden to Whit Merrifield, especially if you're only going to get 15 stolen bases this year, Whit. Like, that was your saving grace. And if you're not doing that, I give a tentative spot on my roster. Yeah, and honestly, Santiago Espinal is their kind of normal second baseman at the moment. Um, I don't think – who else played second base recently? There's – for them, yeah, or for just in, in there. Oh, I guess like Biggio filled in at second Biggio. base, yeah, twice in the last week. Um, yeah, I, I, I think maybe they get him for situational, and, and you would hope stolen bases, pinch hit. But I mean, they've got a, they've got some depth, um, both offensively and on the pitching in the bullpen. Um, it'd be a fun team to watch down the stretch and in the postseason. Yeah, no, I uh, I think that I think yeah, I don't think uh, jump jump for joy when you're running to pick up what Maryfield to trade for what Maryfield. I don't, I don't think nah. changing there, guys. I think if anything, you're like, okay, he's been riding my bench. I've been hanging on to him 
on off days or, you know, whenever my other second baseman is not playing, but holding on for some steals. Now he's in a better lineup situationally, you know, can only be improve, I would hope, as long as like, he is literally playing. I, I guess that's the other elephant in the room is he needs to do some things in his personal but, life before he can play. Yeah, my, my my stance here, I'm looking at at least in Yahoo, he's rostered 96%. And a guy that's just available above them, Jorge Mateo for Baltimore. We've talked about it. He's rostered 43 and he steals more bases. Like if so, if you're getting with Merrifield to steal bases, Jorge Mateo, we talked about it. Like it's a gamble, but like I just said, I'm okay with gambling, like gamble with him at that point. They basically, Mateo has a lot less at bats, but right now he might be getting more with Baltimore, but like see what he's got it. If rostered 43%, like this guy's, base their OBP and he's got lower OBP but better slugging I mean marginal difference see what you can get if you're if you are holding Whitmerryfield for the stolen bases solely for that Jorge Mateo might be a better play and he's been more bad this far so uh yeah we can let's maybe spend enough time talking about Whitmerryfield <laughs> both right. about Whitmerryfield <laughs> yeah um Russell Iglesias very kind of surprise um Trade to the Braves. I don't know if there's any update on Jansen. I didn't see anything, but he did, just he extra insurance because Will Smith got flipped as well, right? Yeah, Jansen was nicked up a little bit, came out. I think he's, like you said, an insurance policy, but I don't foresee Jansen having an issue, so I just think this hurts Iglesias' uh, saves capabilities, honestly. Yeah. I just think it's it's one of those we talked about a couple weeks ago. Some guys are going to lose and gain value a lot, and I think it's just one that lo- loses a lot of value, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, because you're thinking best-case scenario closer committee when Jansen and him are both going. So, that's I mean, that's what – yeah, you're that's what you're hoping for. So, yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Um, Harrison Bader. Um going to new york um anything to make there fantasy wise steals he's he's got quite a few 15 steals on the season um that's pretty sweet otherwise i mean he's he'll get some playing time but it might be in like a pinch hit role defensive replacement late i think he's gonna Um, he might start they need help in that outfield right yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of Yankee fans do not are not fans of Aaron Hicks, so uh, I think Aaron has a less tentative. And they traded Joey Gallo too to clear some, and stands hurt again. So I don't know. I think he gets a run at some center field. To be honest, I think they're yeah. going to see what they got. I mean, he needs to come we, back we, off the IL first of all. Yes, yeah. but yeah, but we. I mean, we we talking about they gave up Jordan Montgomery, who that is not a bad pitcher. So they they invested some some stock into getting Harrison Bader, I think. So I have a feeling he's gonna get some playing time. This one confused me. I feel like it was very lopsided. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd much rather have Jordan Montgomery. Yes. Um, I think this is a big win for Jordan Montgomery owners. Because like I think a much better situation, a much better division, much better ballpark. Yep. Like this makes Montgomery's stock rise 
I think it makes Harrison Bader's stock rise a little bit too, just where he's playing. But I, I like marginally again, kind of like like that. I, I think Montgomery is the one that he jumps up quite a bit actually. In this write-up, they're like, "Oh, maybe the Cardinals tweak his approach to maximize strikeout potential." No, uh, last time I checked, which was like two weeks ago, Jordan Montgomery was in like the top ten in terms of pitches per inning. He's super efficient. And yeah. I mean, it's just like, let him just do what he does. He's a really good lefty. And uh, especially in real life baseball, I, yeah. yeah. Kudos to St. Louis. I, I think that's a savvy I, trade. He has been good and playing in front of a better defensive club in a better ballpark will be all the improvement he needs. Like, honestly, it doesn't need to be tweaking anything he does. He's been good in New York. Just have the same approach mm-hmm. in St. Louis. You're facing, like, the Pirates offense, the Brewers offense, the Cubs offense. Like, just do what you're doing, but you don't have to do it in the AL East. Like, everything is better for you in every situation. Your opponents, your ballpark, your defense, everything. So, big win for Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. Noah Sendergaard going to the East against Philly. Um, I'm not, I'm not big on Noah Sendergaard this year, to be honest. I just don't think he's been the old Noah Sendergaard. He's been shakily like getting by. His underlying stuff is is saying that he should be worse than than the stats he's put up so far. Um, I see in this write-up, they're like, hey, maybe he'll have two start weeks because he'll be in a five-man rotation instead of the six he was in L.A. I don't know if I want that. I mean, two starts are great and all if you get a sweet matchup for the week, but I just feel like it could fall apart if he's being asked to... And he's coming off to TJ. Yeah, and being hurt. Now you're asking him to do five. I think he might not have liked it, but I think it helped him this year as his first year back in a while, like easing him into this. Absolutely. Yeah. And then into a, a five man rotation. Now I'm like, I don't know, man, he's serviceable in real football or real baseball. Now fantasy borderline. And I feel like doing kind of like a Montgomery doing anything to adjust who he is as a pitcher right now. I just don't, why would like, I feel only bad things can happen. Yeah. Just stay, stay where you are. <laughs> The one who's already paid off, uh, Brennan Dury for San Diego. Hit a granny today. You see that, JT? I did not. First pitch he saw as Padre, granny. Now, it was the Rockets, and it was a 86-mile-an-hour. I only saw it on my cell phone, so I couldn't quite tell what he threw, but it did not move, and it was dead middle. (laughs) So it wasn't like he did hit a great ball out. It was a, as softball throw as you can get, 86 down the, down the pipe <laughs> with no movement. So I, he hit it, though. He did not miss it, let's put it, it that way. It still counts. It still counts. I don't know if you can rely on that every time. But, uh, um, yeah, it's um, – he did not go to better ballpark, that is for sure. I'm, ner- I'm nervous, JT. I'm really nervous for him. Not the situation he's in. We've talked about him. 29-year-old, Kimemo, nowhere. Underlying stats look good, but this is a big ballpark. This kind of screams a little bit of Jesse Winker, honestly.
honestly. Like, yeah, not I, like I could see that. What Jesse exactly did, but you know what I mean? A pretty decent dip in numbers. Like, the balls that got out in his parks are not going to get out now. So, yeah, but there's right. Oh, right here. I didn't even read this. He's got like a 150 OPS lower on the road than at home this year. Like, and now he's going to play in a big ballpark. And that's the road numbers are probably going to come down because that that goes a big ballpark. So, I don't know. Kind of scares me. And a lot of we've seen a lot of these hard hit balls with these new baseballs. They're not just falling, they're not going as far. They're being caught, not falling for doubles. Because everyone's like, oh, you're not hitting as far because the new baseball is going to fall for doubles. They're just not being hit as hard. So they're being caught instead of just landing. So that's what scares me. Yeah. I think, I think playing time might take a small hit. He might bounce around a little bit more often. He is multi eligible in a lot of leagues. And but I think he's pretty much primarily playing third base there in Cincinnati. Now he literally would be moved around. I don't know if that'll change. Um, might they have, have to adjust guy. to that, but here they have a guy playing third right now. Yeah, uh, a little bit. So I, I, it's almost similar fantasy and real life. It, it the needle just like shivered a little bit, but. That, but not much. I don't really, I mean, he's already having a career year. You just hope it kind of continues, but I'm scared that there's a f- maybe 10%, or, you know, fewer plate appearances. It's yeah. I, like, oh, I bummer. Think, I think everybody kind of figured a down was coming. I just don't think this helped the down. Like it just made maybe the down be a little bit more steep. I think with, with right. playing time and situation, I think. And then more that's ballpark rather than than obviously team around him. That's just ballpark. As well, if you're getting 86 mile an hour down the pipe, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <Yes>. <laughs> keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not gonna matter so much. Um, Tyler Malley traded to the Twins. Um, I thought he was better than his numbers, as indicated. Honestly, kind of like his stuff, like his makeup, kind of a big. Uh, nerd uh guy this offseason you know like a big like the nerds are targeting him mm-hmm. i think this helps him i think that's pretty obvious cincinnati to minnesota big to little we just talked about it or yeah little to big little to medium it's not that no. big of a ballpark but but hey, i think once it hits september in minnesota snow right that's true the <laughs> weather just bring yeah. it on yeah um yeah, I think I think ultimately it's it's kind of a wash. I don't. I mean, the division kind of stays weak, you know. I, I maybe just first faces take advantage of uh, players who haven't seen them as as much. But I feel like if you have Tyler right now, you're feeling solid. I don't think much changed. And man, over his last uh, nine starts, he's been dealing so. Hopefully, just continues and and just plays up for a contender. Um, yeah, David Robertson to the Phillies. Uh, good, I guess. I, I don't. Phillies bullpen still a mess. So yeah. I want to see what Closer Monkey has to say about Phillies bullpen because I, I don't know what to make of it. He, I think he pitched today and was not in a save situation. If I remember yeah. correctly, 
yeah, get a chance to watch the later games. Closer but, uh, Monkey has it probably a closer by committee right now with between Robertson and Sir Anthony. I I think he's gonna get it. I think he's gonna get it. So I, I think this might this uh I think this is good for David Robertson. I think he's shown well enough and with the other moves they made we talked about, I think he'll get a chance for some saves more than in Chicago. I think this will be good for him. Going out on a limb. Yeah, more opportunities and yep. sorry, but awesome ratios this year. Yep. So and he, he'll he'll take that job. I think he'll he'll solidify it here pretty soon. Uh Brandon Marsh to the Phillies as well. AKA Jason Worth 2.0. Yes, I could not help it once I saw a mock-up of that jersey. I was like, Jason Worth. As JT knows, I went to that well a long time. Him and Hunter Pence. Oh yeah. Uh, I went to those wells a lot. That was my outfield for a long time. And there's um, second baseman. Didn't you have him a lot? Uh, Brian Roberts. I had Brian Roberts a lot. Long time ago, though. Yeah. But, yeah. Brian Roberts is my guy. Yep. Um, but, uh, man, I, I don't know what to make of Brandon Marsh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, good ballpark he's going to now, though. Um I just don't think it moves the needle a ton on him. My gut reaction. Yeah. I mean, he might have playing time now. And then when Harper comes back, we'll see. I think, I think he's fringe 15 team league type player. And yeah, I, I, I think if at that point, if you have him on your team, there's probably not a whole lot of like, I don't see why you would drop him. I don't think there's any big. If, if he plays well, it's going to be big because they they'll sit guys that can hit, but if he hits and he, he's going to be the, one of the better defensive guys that they have. So they're going to need all the help. They can oh, that's true. Back. Defensive. Yeah. So if he can hit a little bit, they'll play him over guys who could hit more just because they need some help. But if he continues kind of the numbers he's doing in, in LA, I just don't see, I just don't see it. So we'll see. We'll see. God, he's comparable to the other Defensive yeah. outfielders there, he's gonna look like Franklin Gutierrez. Yeah, that's that's what I'm like. If he can hit a little bit, they'll they'll they're like, oh my him. gosh, he's yeah. so good at yeah. defense. They're like, no, that was just a normal catch. Yeah, this is his moment right here. If he can hit a little bit, he will be an everyday outfielder. Oh my gosh, everyone's gonna grow a beard there. Beard. Bryce Harper, Marsh, like they're just gonna bring back Jason Worth. He could probably play defense as well as some of these guys. Yeah, bring him, pick him up. Um, <laughs> Well, here's Luke dad bod. Yeah. I'll, you Luke know what Voigt. I think of Luke Voigt? There's a recent, like, DraftKings thing. Yeah. Yeah. Chest hair and, like, how many, uh, how many buttons he had undone. Yeah. He saw that and ran with it. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the, the weird Soto trade and who's the, who's the uh, first baseman going back to the Nationals. And Eric Hosmer said, not effing today. It ain't going to be me. It's <laughs> so like, okay, what other first baseman do we have? Voight, go. Yeah, bummer. He probably raged. We talk about it. He probably just raged really bad. Um, yeah. When healthy, he's very solid, but he's been dinged up, I think, at least twice so far. Yeah. Two bigger IL stints this year. And he's probably been hurt a third time, but just hasn't been IL, but at least two. So if I think if you 
have minor teams, probably more of like a 15 team league. And I think you're bummed because goodbye counting stats. Um, he's going to get playing time if he's healthy, but I, that's just kind of a bummer. I think he just kind of lost out. Yeah. I think if anything, he lost a eager. I, I think as this article says that the park is negligible. It's a little better. Yes. But there is a difference between we talk about lineups between the Padres and the Nationals now. Like, there's just nothing. We talked before. There was Soto, and and at least he had Josh Bell. But as we'll talk later, they're both gone. It's it's just there's nothing. So he's not gonna get any help anywhere, basically. So unfortunately, I think this hurts his his value quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, these next two names, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hosmer <laughs> going the Red Sox, okay. Yeah, Joey Gallo going the Dodgers. Maybe they'll figure something out. Yeah. That'd be sneaky. Yeah. That actually, Joey Gallo might be a sneaky one. It's like a Dodger thing to do. Be like, whatever, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and right. it, it feels like an ultimate Dodger move. Um, I, had drink it. Bummer. I had a drink hit two home runs the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I think, like, who are they playing? There's whoever they're playing this weekend. I remember telling this to somebody. It was like in his first game, so maybe like Friday, of playing the new series, he's going to hit like two dingers. You probably want to play now. <laughs> but, but uh, um, yeah, we can get to the big one. Juan Soto, San Diego. And Josh Bell. And Josh Bell, yes. Uh, helps both of them immensely, right? Yeah, counting stats galore. I think they're already yeah, having good ratio years. It's just opportunity in a yeah. competitive, you know, run-producing lineup. Yeah, I don't think individual player, you know, stats they can control. It helps a ton. Both guys are strong enough to hit it out of any ballpark, so they're not going to hit cheapies. So I don't think the bigger ballpark affects them that much. It's just, you know, the runs in the RBIs are going to change because there's just guys on base now and guys send them in. Like, that's just – it is – will be – it'll be a sizable difference too, like, with the two of them, especially with Fernando Tatis gets back. It's uh, – what, your six hitters Jake Cronin were? <laughs> like, something yeah. like that. Like, oh, man. <laughs> it's a uh, – that dude and Jake Cronin we're going to talk about later. Sneaky underrated. Like, Jake Cronin still rakes a little – rake Cronin as they call him. Like, uh Yeah. Not maybe fantasy as wise, but like real life. But yeah, it's for average, uh, pretty good uh, player there. He's your bottom of the order guy uh, doing good things. Um, so yeah, massive upgrade on their end. All right, next up, biggest reliever traded in this whole deadline, Jorge Lopez. Jorge Lopez to the Minnesota Twins. Oh, yeah. Not much to report there. I think he's going to be a closer with the Twins and more yeah. opportunities, so... Hang on his story's that. his story's pretty cool, so root for him. But uh, yeah, let's uh, get it. See what he see, see what he does. Yeah, the Toronto ain't no one man band bullpen. They added they had Romano as the lead singer, but now they added some pop and bass. Oh, I mean bass, bass. That's right. <laughs> Anthony Bass got some fish so. in you. Yeah, not really big for fantasy. Romano's still the the dude, but bolstering the bullpen. Um, might see Bass with a couple random saves here and there. 
kind of disappointed that Bass got um, moved from the Marlins. It's kind of dad joke in me. He just kind of died a little bit, to be honest, but it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. Should be going to the Marlins, not away from the Marlins, but whatever. Um, Jake Rizzi traded for Will Smith. Doesn't matter. Yep. That happened. Yep. Same yep. for uh, Quintana now with the Cardinals. Cool beans. I did talk about it though. Like I think you I called think it. He will, he'll have he'll have uh, sneaky valuable time. Like he'll be okay. Like he's he's worth like a a roster spot. I think like a like your sixth or seventh starter. I think he'll he'll do some things in, in there. Get out of that Pittsburgh. Everyone leaving Pittsburgh does better. Jose Quintana, sneaky. If you have to pick up somebody, do it. <laughs> Christian Vasquez, uh, Vasquez catcher. I mean, you could you could roll with him. He was pretty solid catcher. So, in a better lineup, you know, could yeah. be worth worth a twelve team swap of whoever you have in your catcher. You can talk about the next guy because yeah, TP. He's a doo doo head. Uh, Tommy Pham. Uh, it's not even. I don't think is he a rosterable guy anymore in fantasy? No. That's that, that's really how I feel about him. Someone uh, in a group chat are like, oh yeah, oh man, we could have got Tommy Fan. I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, well, I don't I don't in real life in fantasy, I'm like, no, yeah, no, I'm okay. We can move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, here's that a, ship has sailed. Here's a bigger name and someone you want to morally root for as a person as well, Trey Mancini. Going to the Astros, um, pretty emotional. Um, he was, he, you know, he was part of the, the Orioles many years. You know, battle fought through um, cancer and credited that training staff for saving his life, finding that early on, getting that right diagnosis. But going to the Astros, playing for a contender. Um, just everything you kind of like to see in sports, you know, but as far as like Orioles concerned, I mean, that's a bummer. They're, they're kind of like in the mix, quote unquote, in real baseball. And they traded away some, you know, big pieces of that team. And I mean, there's playing time opportunity there now, but as far as Mancini's concerned, um, where does he slot in playing time wise? I mean, I Guriel hasn't—he hasn't been the guy, but he's still got. I think Guriel like, takes a playing time hit, and you think it's like a 70-30 split? I don't know. Is there a righty lefty here going on? Um, um, Mancini's righty, and isn't Guriel? Guriel switch, I think. Is he? Yeah. Let me see here. Well, the Astros trade away Jose Siri, so they really just need that Phil Mancini to fill that Siri role. Yeah. So, like, everyone will pull out their phones and be like, hey, Mancini, um, play me some Dirty Pop. Right? That's is that. Or are they going Android now? Um, I, I think 
I think with Siri, they're saying bye bye bye. Yeah. There we go. Something there. like that. I had a, I didn't think of an instinct one, and I panicked. <laughs> I was like, I thought God was to spend a little more time on you. I don't know that you know the name of that song. I was like, how am I gonna fit that into a freaking? I was like, I was like, I don't know. Uh, so, but uh, uh, we can resource has Mancini playing first base, so maybe it's better defensively, and then Guriel DHing more. So, yeah, it might. Um, just, I think I think that's a little preemptive after, especially after like I know it matters a little, doesn't matter that much, and maybe in fantasy especially. But I mean, Guriel just won the batting title like just a year ago. Like he didn't like. I know he's been much worse this year, but like, yeah, you don't just like throw that away you know what i mean like he is going to get a bats and steal a bats from mancini i believe because obviously that yordan guy is definitely going to keep playing dh <laughs> so right. maybe yordan gets forced into the left field a little bit and then that because left field in houston is a pretty easy place to play to be honest you could bury a guy out there for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh, i agree so, i think it gives him flexibility just to move around i mean Ledmus Diaz has been playing almost yeah. every day recently, but I mean, I think it gives just an extra solid bat to kind of yeah. rotate. Oh, yeah. You know, no ego there with Mancini and just kind of. I think, play. I think Mancini takes a hit in playing time, but more than makes up for that hit in uh, what you said with like surrounding and RBIs and all that stuff. And, and that's and, for sure. Yeah. So, so I think. It'll offset maybe even help him a little bit in the long run. Actually, it'll help him a ton because that portion left field compared to the portion uh, in Baltimore is massive. So it'll still probably help him even with the, the hit and playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here, here he is, Frankie Montas. The Frank Monster. Come from O.co to Yankee Stadium. Good luck, sir. Yeah, that's my issue. And I think we, this is like, I don't want to say like tinfoil hat, but what Castillo went for versus what Montas went for, both with a year left, both 29, right? I think Montas has another year after this, right? Yeah, I thought so. I'll double check while you're... So they both have the same year. They're both the same age. My thought is why one went for so less is, and everyone, including the Yankees, were on Castillo first, is Montas's shoulder. I don't think... They showed what they paid. I think teams don't trust him to be healthy with that shoulder. I think there's structural damage, maybe not surgery requiring structural damage, but eventually maybe. And that's why they were not willing to give up what something even close to what the Mariners gave up for Castillo. Yep. And what they were rumored to give up way more for Castillo from, than Montas. So I think this, this fantasy-wise shows me that – I'm not ruling out him missing starts coming up. Them being very careful. And in fantasy, you're going to be missing starts in playoff series. Right. Like, that is a big deal for me. That scares me if I'm a Montas, if I have Montas in my roster in oh. fantasy. And you're like, right. Uh, virtually the same age, and they have an extra year of arbitration next year before they become free agents. So, yeah, similar situations. The asking exactly. price was much different. So, I was like, oh. And that's the only thing I could think of because we've had – Frankie has missed two, been on the aisle twice for air quote shoulder injuries this year. Uh, uh, that's my only reason why that price was so different. Yeah. So, scares me a little bit. I just want to know what the Yankees were like. Yeah. 
get rid of Montgomery. We'll take Montas. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Didn't Severino just, yeah, we just put him on the 60 day. Like, what? <laughs> you need like, it. You lost two guys and brought in a guy. <laughs> like, okay. Why would anyone want to do that? There, there's simple math here. <laughs> it's still minus one. <laughs> like, you're still down a guy. And now Frankie's on the bereavement list as of today. Yeah, death in the family is what it sounds like. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yankee fans were classy about it. Like, oh, it's better. Sorry, Yankee fans. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I saw the Twitter comments, Yankee fans. You can't hide. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Um, big one kind of started off, really, things. Hater to the Padres. Uh, uh, he's their closer. Like, do, do we have to say anything more? That's it. No, <laughs> like, but Devin Williams, I mean, he probably was rostered in. 90 plus percent of leagues, but hey, that just he is you know definitely the closer now. Your value just popped off for uh, sitting on him because he was getting a good amount of saves. Hater was dealing with you know personal stuff with his wife and the first baby and all that. So Williams was getting saves semi consistent inconsistently, you know, um two, three, four a month kind of like randomly. So I don't it wasn't like a big rush to go get Devin Williams, but like the, the you know, the where he was rostered, you're like, yeah, that just paid off for me sitting on some really good ratios and a solid situation. Like didn't really see that coming, but I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. That was helped out two closers. I think hater goes to better. Well, it's a better situation. I think than Milwaukee either San Diego's better. And yeah. get more saves, and then it helps Devin Williams too. Unfortunately, it hurts the Rodgers. Hurts Rodgers. That's the only thing. Yeah, if you roster Rodgers, you're kind of bummed out. But technically, he just kind of lost his job, like within the last week or so, like since All Star break. So it wasn't like a huge blow. You kind of already were trying to prepare for that kind of committee situation, and now, yeah. It's kind of interesting to me. You say it's a better situation, but like now with what San Diego did, are they going to just win more games by more than three runs and not have to have like in terms of fantasy stats? Yeah, like Hater just won't be like used as much as like Milwaukee's like, we have a two run lead. Please, sir, save us. Like there might technically be fewer save opportunities, quote unquote, but I mean, They'll still want to keep them semi, you know, they'll just come in in a non-save. You'll still get your ratios, but that's, I don't know. I'm cut, I'm really cutting hairs, splitting hairs here, but not always the best teams have the most saves. You know, it's, it's those teams that are just barely, you know, positive in the plus minus column. I don't know. It's, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. That's true. That's true. I uh, yeah. Well, here's our boy, Luis Castillo. Got <sighs> traded to the Mariners. And in terms of, you know, like Dynasty Lean, other than Soto, we didn't talk about all the all the players that went in the Soto trade, CJ Abrams and and um Mackenzie Gore and three other big um 
minor league names that I can't think of right now, but as soon as I read their names, I would refresh my memory. But Luis Castillo went for a bundle. Um, and you mentioned it before, Castillo gets the ballpark, you know, benefit um, and the defensive benefit, the defense, defense behind of. So it's it's a win win win. Yeah, it's an upgrade for Castillo owners for sure. Um, this says here top twenty pitcher. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty easily I think at this point now with his situation across the board. And we the one thing I mean, we're Mariner fans here. We we I know we know them more than anybody. Mariners uh, basically play their last. I mean, other than a spot games here, there, the last 500 team the season on August 10th. And then it's very like nine more games of teams over 500. So he's going to be facing the Detroit Tigers lineup, the Oakland Athletics lineup, the Angels lineup with no Mike Trout, no run Anthony Rendon. Like his rest of season schedule for fantasy playoffs down the stretch is super easy. So he be my like target this guy if you have a one year thing and do because he's gonna get better across the board and he's playing just no teams that are bad. Even the teams that he's good, the Cleveland Guardians, they're not a great hitting team. So even one of the teams he's playing above 500, it's just not even a great hitting team. So uh, yeah, playing the Tigers and Royals a lot at the end of the year is kind of it's kind of what I want to see Dang. if I'm trading for somebody. So. Yeah, Luis Castillo. I think I think the last two weeks they basically the Mariners play the Royals and the Tigers, and that's your fantasy championship. One of those two weeks, whatever you however it worked out. So mm-hmm. let's do it. <laughs> like, like let's yeah, absolutely. Um, next couple names don't really move the needle much for me. I mean, David Peralta was already just kind of only hitting against righties in Arizona. Now he goes to Tampa Bay, um, maybe slightly better run producing lineup, but I don't think he's going to change in playing time. I think they're, they're going to hit, hit him against righties and against lefties. So I don't think there's much to do there, but like a fringe 15 team ad pickup could be fine. You know, like if, there's you know five righties on the week sure like go for it like you know more power to you uh other name andrew benintendi uh, like solid average hitter not an on-base guy per se i bad um, it though makes me a little nervous yeah i mean like counting stats obviously going to a better lineup um they're hurting literally they're they're hurt and Yankees losing up plenty of playing time at the moment it's probably just, net positive but it's I don't think it's like a really huge leap or jump but I mean like if you had Benintendi as your like fourth or fifth outfielder you know hopefully it's like okay cool you feel a little bit better about playing him more regularly but I don't think it's a, a huge deal yeah Benintendi's not batting particularly high in that lineup either um, like sixth ish and that's without judge so he's gonna be at the bottom so unfortunately it's by kind of left on their 
whoever their catcher is that day um, and Hicks. So I don't, I don't foresee actually a ton of like value for him being around judge and standing because he's not going to bat probably anywhere around them or anywhere usually to affect them, unfortunately. So, yeah, I just, I feel like he's been a little lucky this year. He, I don't want to say he's like going to be bad if he plays, but Babip and I don't, four stolen bases, three home. I just don't, you know, not enough there. So I just, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I was before and I don't think it moves the needle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple names stock up, stock down. I kind of want to touch on um, Felix Bautista gets probably gets more save chances there in Baltimore. And um, that's always nice if you need some saves. Um, peeking on Felix's status. Uh, let's see. Who was the other? Oh, um, Michael Massey. Probably not a big name, but opens up playing time at second base there in Kansas City. So um, I feel like he was going to be promoted. He didn't play the day that Wick got traded. I didn't follow up. As he's been tearing it up. Trying to go to the game log. No game log yet. So might be uh, someone to get excited for. Like you said, hey, you're playing second base and playing time. Like, let's see what you can do. Um, all the other names we, we pretty much talked about, but that was kind of a savvy one. Oh, here's the other names for fantasy-wise uh, on that soda trade. Robert Hassel, uh, James Wood, um, Harleen Susana. Uh, yeah, no biggie. 18-year-old that touches 100 miles per hour, 6'6". Six, six. You know, just a beast. That's cool. And then uh, I, I guess we didn't talk top dynasty Mariners trade, Lovely Marte, uh, Edwin Arroyo, Levi Stout, and remember the fourth? I was going off the top of my head. Marte, Edwin, Levi Stout, and oh, um, a relief pitcher, Moore. Andrew Moore, Moore. the pitcher, yes. Andrew yeah, Moore, really, the relief pitcher, yeah. Um, yeah, the, obviously the bats have a lot of hype. Even so does uh, – no, I can't remember. The, uh, just said the pitcher's name. Uh, um, Levi. Levi Stout. I, I was thinking Austin Shen for some reason. The Mayor's, the mayor's pitcher player, they, position player they traded away last year, um, Levi Stout. He has some hype, kind of been overshadowed by the other arms that they have. But uh, he's in double-A, and he's been really well. That whole double-A rotation for the Mayor's has been really good. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of like the Tyler Malley in a couple of years. Ooh, yeah. Because it's just like an under-the-radar guy. He's, just, he's not going to play away, but he's, he's a good pitcher at, at the level, just how he's going to progress. So I think he'll be a sneaky guy. But, yeah, the other two bats are they're, they're bats. They're Edwin Arroyo looks like the real deal. And he's in high A or low A. So keep, keep in mind that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he looks real smooth. It's kind of how the bat progresses. Same with Marte. Marte's like the 30th ranked, depending, 30th to 10th ranked prospect, depending on what you're looking at in baseball. Stock has dropped this year uh, from where it was, but uh, um, he's probably going to play off shortstop, not going to be there, play third base probably, because he's just not a great defender. Um, but 
it's just he's in high eight. So it's going to be how do these guys progress? There's a lot of variables still to solve with these two guys, but ceiling ceiling plays for both of them, absolutely. Monster yes. Cincinnati and Washington be fun young talent this next year, maybe at the end of September as well. But but for now, for August, if you have a starting pitcher and they're going against one of those two teams, yes. Yes. Uh, especially Washington. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. Like, uh, like, Nelson Cruz is like, hey, where'd everyone go? Oh, Luke Voigt. All right, we'll just unbutton our chest. They're like, the, they're like the same person. They're just going to lift together. It, it is the, the the Predator movie where Arnold and uh, what's his name? clasp forearms and just flex like oh, that's, that's right just, that's it like it's that that movie over and over and that's gonna be yeah. it. that's the, that's the washington true. offense right there <laughs> just just maybe like nelson someone's... will finally pick up flying he he i remember yeah, interview I, saying i want to be a pilot but i didn't want to do it until i retire maybe it just starts now <laughs> yeah you're basically at the retirement home of baseball <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's what it is other yeah. than miggy and pujos also getting traded to the nationals i mean it's that would have been fun if you're the nationals on... just say f it and just make an old-timey team and make and sell rosters you know like just all 40, tickets, 40 like all 40 year olds and luke voigt <laughs> like just yeah. just mash like everyone plays horrible defense and just like i don't even care what you guys do just hit dingers or just go for it like we're compiling the best old men's softball league fast pitch softball team in america there you go there you go if you if you throw a middle middle it's going to get out of the yard anywhere else you're you're probably striking them (laughs) like at this point in their career but (laughs) yep all right i think that does it for all the trade implications um i did some plate discipline numbers i was going to pull that up and just kind of highlight some names that would be outliers say per se uh, maybe maybe they're getting some more playing time or a better situation but um one name that kind of kind of sticks out bryson stott there in philadelphia he's i'm literally having highlighted too it was like yeah. it, was, it was the one it stands um, out man he's he's doing well i mean he's he's not striking out and he's walking more than he strikes out and it's i mean it's all good stuff so he's he had a really good july this is july plate discipline numbers this is back-to-back weeks he's been mentioned on this podcast too hey he was mentioned last week too so he's doing stuff it looks play discipline wise it looks real so yeah um carlos santana that's cool because he's getting playing time so at least he's at the plate he's seen the ball well um alec baum yeah holy cow like birthday boy just recently talk about a sophomore like slump and then well under rookie slump and then now he's unslumping so that's that's cool for philly um hopefully they can write that that's the something we like the unslumping mm. any other names that kind of stand out um ben tenny is up here kind of at 20 hey you always you always just hear like I think he gets like dunked on too much or what I thought it was too much, but it's nice to see a, a metric validate like what he's doing versus honestly, a lot of what the other Yankees bring to the table. Like he's very, 
not all or nothing. He understands the strike zone very well. So it's nice to see at least somebody on that team understands it. And then Houston clearly gets it. <laughs> like all of the Pretty Houston. Much. Yeah. They are very, they're aware of the strikes on how that thing works. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, another name, Vinny uh, Pasquatino. I know he's yeah. a, like a fun name to pick up. The power hasn't showed up yet, but at least plate discipline wise, um, solid. Um, so, I mean, hopefully the, the power will come, but at least he's doing the correct things and getting on base at a good clip. Um, I scrolled down to the bottom. Uh, Julio Rodriguez and Michael Harris Jr. near the very bottom. But doing very good things. Um, yeah. All right. Byron Buxton and Josh Donaldson next to him. I just yeah. it's just it's just Wilson Contreras, like at the bottom here. Framil Reyes, um, demoted. Yeah. O'Neill Cruz, that's a bummer. He's he's so talented, but it, he's very young, very raw. It's, I gotta remind myself of that. Hit a dinger hit a dinger today. It's just you see it though. Yeah, like he's a guy I, I roster him in one of our leagues, and I have fielding offers for him for keeper status. His numbers, if you looked at him right now, you'd be like, okay, they don't look great. He's below average hitter, but you see it. Like it makes mm-hmm. sense. Like if he could fix a couple things, and they're not big things, like the tool, the tools are there. Like it is not a far step to understand where this guy could be. And so I think that's why he's still garnering. I don't even disagree, like garnering keeper status or stash status if you can in your rosters or dynasty, because you see it, it's just like right, it's right there on the cusp. And he, again, we talk about it, we've done it too. I've fallen for it, you know, kind of thing. It's a Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez thing, where it comes up and just be awesome. But some guys just, it's his first step in the majors, man. He's playing what, like 300 at bats? Like, it's fine. It's fine. He's got to get his feet wet, but you see the talent. And it's hopefully, it's hopefully he progresses next year. Yeah. The a Houston name actually down here. It's the rookie, Jeremy Pena, but he's primarily batting second. I wonder if that might change. It's been a struggle of July and I see a little bit of a, a lineup mix. So just keep well, I got that the Trey Mancini. Hey. Who is also right here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> just right above him. So that's true. Yeah, so eh, we'll see. We'll see. Interesting, interesting little swaths of names. Yeah, so I'll tag this to the the tweet when we tweet out this podcast, so you can also take a look and scroll through. But um, Joy Wendell will not walk for you. <laughs> he just refuses. That's some bright red. Will not <laughs> even walk a mile. I uh, let alone a thousand a for you. Yeah, walk a thousand miles. I ain't walk a thousand inches for you how dare you <laughs> i just sorry had to, had to disrupt you that is bright red <laughs> he does not want to <laughs> oh you know who is going for a while for you going long going deep far it's these dad strength dudes hitting, Dude. hitting for distance brian severin that's a guy 450 <laughs> hello <laughs> like, hello apparently we should be paying attention yeah 
Um, Salvador yeah. Perez squeaked one out 452. So yeah, what's you, up, Brian? You, you don't hit at one all? 450 plus by accident. Yeah. Like <laughs> anybody. Byron Buxton hit three dingers, average 440. That'll that'll work. Yeah, that guy not a bad for guy at the near the bottom of that list. See JD Martinez here, 444. So technically he got traded. We didn't mention it. Doesn't really have any fancy implications, but I I saw the tweet I, was like JD Martinez traded for Darren Ruff, uh, a righty that barely plays that has a 113 WRC plus. They're the exact same guy, yeah. just one is five years younger than the other. I had heard that that deal happened, but it, you, to your point, JT, I literally forgot until you just said it again. Like I, I was like, until I just saw his name or just yeah. now. I was like, like, I was that's like it. JD Davis was traded, and I went, oh yeah, I remember having a conversation with somebody. Yeah, it was like a day ago, and I, my brain had immediately erased it after I had a conversation, a whole conversation about it. I was like, oh, this is how this works. Oh yeah, blah, blah. and then my brain was like, done. <laughs> and I, you blew my mind by saying he was traded, and I was like, Sean, you knew this. <laughs> like, you had a conversation about this. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a quick. My brain shut off that whole thing. Dang, Davis. Sorry, JD Davis and rough right hey albert pulos old man strength we're, we're making the new washington nationals we will not win any games with me jt or gm but we will be fun yeah. <laughs> we, we will have names we'll have hall of famers uh um, you know, he should get on as a big name he's not old but he's a big name because he's the brother of four-time uh, NBA you, champion he's Trace highlighted Thompson. it oh my gosh that's how i was gonna link that too <laughs> Okay, fine. Another big name. Uh, he's trying to compete for NL rookie. It's been dinged up. Seiya Suzuki. Seiya Suzuki, yeah, absolutely. Right here. Yeah, yeah. Or old man strength who took Albert Pujols' job, Paulie Goldschmidt, four twenty-seven. Or if you say anything bad about him, he might slap you in the face. Wait, that's the other Will Smith. Will Smith, not the pitcher, not the actor. <laughs> Will Smith, the catcher, L.A. Dodgers, 435 dinger. If either of the other two Will Smiths hit a ball 435, that would have been way more impressive than this Will Smith. Still impressive, but the other ones would have been way more impressive. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, let's look, at, uh, let's look at some exit velos. Kind of always my favorite. Say it every week. Some some exit. Raphael Devers, basically one eleven. Dang, bro. Or one thirteen double off to the right fielder Kyle Tucker. Tommy Pham scores. JT's boy. Okay, okay. There's JD Davis with that that dinger. Just the one. That's all you need. Seth Brown four balls over four ten. That's all he does. He just strikes out. Strike. He barely walks, but then he hits ding. I saw Joey Cueto's numbers again this today earlier today, JT, and it blew my mind. Like again, yeah. Like, right? Every time I look at his numbers, I'm like, "What? That's not right." And then I'm like, "Okay, same with JD Martinez." I'm like, "All right." And then I forget about it. And like two weeks later, I'm like, "What are his numbers again?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just the same. Like Johnny Cueto does this. He disappears for like two years. And he's like. Hey guys, I'm really good for like 18 months. And we're like, are you good again? Then he goes to another team. He's like, nah, like okay. And then he's like, three years go by, I'm good again. And they're just like, what team are you playing on? And how are you good? Like, Johnny Cueto, man. Goodness. Yeah. 
Bobby Dahlbach. He was a guy I was rocking when he was with the Reds. Oh, I rocked sure. Plato for years. I remember like, that. Oh, yeah. yeah, you oh, yeah. you did. I didn't. I'm not right now, but yeah, I was when he was good. When it's it, Cy Young's uh, or not winning Cy Young, but in the conversation, I was I was all Johnny Cueto. Um, yeah. We Bobby just talked Dahlbeck. about Bobby Dahlbeck probably losing playing time, but holy cow, this last week and a half or so, a dinger. Wait, are all of these? No, these are not dingers. These are the exit but man ripping them off Quantrill McKenzie hater I was gonna say these are we got to see it like oh, he had a hater a that half. hater guy <laughs> he's like Hosmer take a seat I'll, I got this Javier, Christian Javier Luis Garcia Josh Hader McKenzie how Quantrill like all right all right Soto hit one four twenty one at 108.4 off Scherzer. Do you think he just kind of gave him that, like, hey, bro. Thanks for the memories. Like, like we both got a chip together. It's cool. Can I, can I say this? He went off Max Scherzer. Hit a single off Miles Michaelis. And then Packy not. The, most, the fact that he's not on Boston is just, like, the most insulting thing of other than Bass being traded away from the fish. Yeah. Packy you know, not. I think of Packy. I think of the bowler. You should ask Kevin about the bowler named Packy. Yeah, Packy. Yeah. Um, he's, but you got to just say it that way. Wiry, lanky, lefty bowler. How's Packy not? Yeah, exactly. How, well, how does he? He's the same way? What, is he, what does Packy look like? Oh, this Packy Naughton? He's kind of lanky, lanky lefty. Is he? Yeah, he's a lanky lefty. Or at least what? this picture shows them. Yeah. Like, are they are you sure flow. they're not the same guy? Uh, have you seen them in the same room? Be- have you seen them in the same room together? Hecky Hanrahan. Is that have right? you seen them in the room together? No, I have not. Can't be disproven. Can't be disproven. That's weird. They have Hanrahan. And of his- course, of course. He's from Bo- born in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> like, of no, course. Why is he nice. on the Red Sox? Come on. That's so weird. Okay, so yeah, this Packy Hanrahan in PBA, he, on camera, he looks so like Skeletor. I would have thought he was like 6'2", 140. No, he's 5'7". He's just very thin. It's just it makes him look lanky with the lefty bowl. He's just kind of smooth, you know. Lefties always look smooth throwing objects, except for Tim Tebow. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, his name is Patrick. He's from Wichita, Kansas. Packy Norton. His name is Packy. His official birth certificate is okay. It's Patrick. It's Patrick. It's Packy. (laughs) Patrick Joseph. (laughs) Okay, okay. But he (laughs) earned it. Grown up. He's from Boston. They're like, you're definitely Packy. (laughs) <laughs> all right oh here it is i said that kind of wraps this up but uh i see austin riley with nine nine big old just i mean 110 113 115 and we transition that to like holy cow to what we're gonna talk about at the end of this can we transition that that's what i was talking about because i picked austin riley as our dad bod player of the week slash month i tagged the twitter stat um pretty impressive seventh player since 1901 
to hit 420 plus and have 26 extra base hits in a single month. First since 2000, Richard Hildago got that. So kudos to you that knew that. But the only other five people to do it were DiMaggio, Chuck Klein, Chick Hafey, Babe Ruth, and Tris Speaker. Have a month, Austin Riley. Uh, well done. He set the record for most extra base hits in a month for the Braves. The Braves have some baseball players They've that have played have for them. some history of baseball players. They have one guy in particular who hit a lot of extra base hits. Those uh, counted for extra. <laughs> yes. And, the, and he had until recently the most ever of those. Um, and yeah, he did do that. Dang. Yeah. Um, I'm not even Freddie mad. Freeman also won MVP. Did not do it either. Like, and so everyone talked about it because it was Aaron, Aaron Judge had a monster, hit a bunch of home runs, hit his like 40th or something like that. But uh, Austin Riley basically was better in every single hitting way than Aaron Judge was. <laughs> like, Someone said he propelled himself to, into the uh, NL, uh, the NL MVP conversation. And looking at the numbers this year, they're, they ain't lying, JT. Dang. That nice. dude is raking. So, yeah. Well done, Austin Riley. Dad Bob, Player of the Week. I got to wrap it up real quick. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you listening. Take care. Be well. And until next time, see ya. See ya. Thank you.